When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from the exclusive section of Studio City, California. That's right, south of the 101, baby. This is the Napsock Files. I'm Ken Napsock. With me is a very, well, what do we say every week, folks? Special guest. This one... Mr. Paul Duracell is already drinking. <laughs> Absolutely. How are you? I'm so I'm great because I'm happy you get the chance to come out and we get to know each other a little bit better Absolutely. via a, a electronic uh, digital broadcasting recording. It's about time. It's about time. Here's a story. On this show, you are my 20th episode of the Napsock Files. Fantastic. That, I'm so glad you could be that. Now, uh, previous guests, all 19, have been people that I pretty much generally know very, very well. So I don't have to do any prep. I just go in. Now, you, I know, and I know well. I mean, you, you've been to my birthday party. We posed for pictures. True. Uh, but you've been one of my favorite people from afar. And now I feel <laughs> here's a chance for me to get to know you like I should. I agree. Yeah, can- absolutely. <laughs> You should know me better. Now, folks, uh, if you've been listening to the Napsack Files, you have uh, undoubtedly heard a couple times uh, Matt Key, my friend and writing partner, partner on the show. And uh, last uh, two episodes ago, no, episode 17, I've lost track already. Episode 17, we had Matt and his lovely lady friend, Brittany Wallach, on the show. Adorable. I met Paul through them, through Matt Key specifically. I first knew you as Mario to Keys Luigi in the <laughs> seminal web series production, There Will Be Brawl, yes. which we'll undoubtedly talk about. And that's the first time I knew of you or saw you okay. and was like, that guy's kind of an intimidating cat. I like it. There's something fierce. There's some intensity about you that I like. Thank you. But then we kind of met at the parties. Now, on the show, we've talked about uh, Britney's parties and Matt's parties, the Bill Murray party, the Avengers party, the Saturday morning uh, cartoon party. And I love going to yes. those parties, but I'm kind of an outsider. So and am I, I. And I apologize. I'm kind of ranting here to set this up. Go ahead. Um, I'm kind of an outsider there. They don't know what to do with me. I love all those people. They're mm-hmm. nerds to the core. And I'm a nerd to the core, but they are to a next level and uh here i am kind of the sports ball like and watch gi joe and robotech but also the super bowl growing up guy Mm -hmm. who works a day job where i have to arrest people and chase people down and and work in a normal business world and across the party like like star-crossed lovers i see you (laughs) i'm like that guy's like me that guy i want to get to know this guy very much so yeah and the same yeah that's the end of the interview, folks. Yep, thank you. Uh, so here we have Paul Durso, Oklahoma born and bred, correct? No, not correct. Not I correct? Was, I was born in Pasadena. Get out of here. I am a native Californian. I did not know. See, we're learning things know, already. right? So not born, not but born, bred. Bred, sure. Okay, Oklahoma to, to bred. To a point, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I lived here till I was almost six. Okay. And that was being out here long enough to know I never fit in in Oklahoma. And for them, six. for them to never accept me as an Oklahoman, they're like, right. no, you're a Californian. But when I come out here, no, mm-hmm. you're not a Californian, you're an Oklahoman. You're a man with no home. I, I'm just an American. 
I hope. <laughs> God bless <laughs> Paul Durso in America. So what uh, what what necessitate? And yes, folks, this is one of those shows where we have a little ice clinking in glasses. Uh, Paul demanded it. I did. He was a little Absolutely. nervous by all these microphones in his face. What? Gets you jumping from Pasadena to Oklahoma, family, of course, I get it. But what's what what behind that? Oil, oil, oil in them dire hills. Yes, really. Yeah, explain more. Um, if you can, t- sure. legally, dad was a uh, mud chemical engineer. Um, that sounds like know. a lot of learning went into that. <laughs> a lot of learning. Um, <laughs> you know, my uh, grandfather had worked his way up from roughneck to vice president of an oil company. I like it. He said, "Hey." There's more money to be made out here than we need to do with wow. drop sales in California and get out here. So the family moved. And two years later, the oil bust hit. <laughs> of course. And I watched a town. We moved to Woodward, Oklahoma, which is in the panhandle. And I uh-huh. watched a town of 50,000 people shriver, shrivel to about 12,000. Yeah. It's, uh, it's heartbreaking Hard to go back. Mm. Because when it was lively. Yeah. Um, family still there? No. No, my family got out. Had to. Yeah. Had to leave. Like like majority of the others. Right. You know, if you weren't rooted in a business, um, a friend of mine's parents had a, a radio show. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, one owned like the Ace Hardware. Right. Those are the people that stayed. You know, okay. a job that was still needed. The rest of that town was oil business and it moved overseas. Hmm. And it's funny, it's back now. This is this is America, people. Yeah, I uh, I actually yeah, which uh, at an early age I I had a large or grew a large distaste for uh, oil companies. Yeah, yeah, because I knew the the owner because my my granddad was vice president. Right. So I knew the owner of the company. Wow. And it's funny I'm I'm watching people lose homes and cars left and right. Right. And he didn't lose a thing. Right. Probably gained. Probably gained because he didn't have to pay him. They just went oh, hmm. I, I I can't pay you. And kept their money and mm, so you that's a different interesting perspective yes that's what i call a realistic perspective absolutely beyond what the talking heads on either side might talk <laughs> about you're like well i saw things in action yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and at a young age and unfortunately mm. I, for me i was smart enough to go this isn't right yeah at eight nine ten and develop um oh okay this isn't right yeah so okay you guys are gonna get richer and screw the rest of us Mm, and the town shrivels away. The, the town disappears. Friends disappear. You know. Uh, and then you move. And then you have yeah. to make new friends. Which uh, what, from, from where where'd you move to, to from there? To Yukon, Oklahoma, which saying? was a suburb of Oklahoma City. Okay. Which that a, you're closer to the forty now. Now I get you. Right off the forty. Okay. Oh yeah. I think I passed through it a few times on yeah. my cross country like, trips. Oh, I was on the forty. Like, well, you went. You were um, a mile from my house. Okay. I've been a couple of times in Oklahoma City, and I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that area a lot. Fine Italian restaurant down there. <laughs> my memory, memory of Oklahoma. My memory of Oklahoma is finding a hotel that could take a ferret and an Italian restaurant nearby. I would think the harder thing to do in that sentence would be find an Italian restaurant. <laughs> the ferret would be no problem. Absolutely. We've got a barn out back. Just put them next to the cows and chickens and, you know. At uh, what point... Um, at what point uh, in your youth did you think, I'm going back home to California? Honestly, I never had a doubt in my mind. Really? I really didn't. I didn't act on it for a long time. You were just biding your time like a seven-year-old? Pretty much. Back. Pretty Clink. much. Wow. I remember the. I broke my collarbone playing soccer out here mm-hmm. three days before we moved. Yeah. I remember the doctor 
making fun of me, going, you're going to go out there and you're going to talk like this and you're going to walk like this and boy, you're just going to become a little cowboy and you're going to be ignorant. I'm just, I started crying. That scared <laughs> me so much. What doctor? Wait, 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 you're taught growing up, go to someone you trust if you have a problem, a doctor, right. policeman, or fireman. Right. <laughs> this doctor's uh-uh. belittling you. Yeah. You know, he was just, he was like, I'm going to make fun of Oklahoma. Oh, you're moving out there. Well, oh, I'm going to make these jokes. And I'm just like, oh. You're in pain. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I don't know if anyone's broken a collarbone, but it's some of the pain I still remember. It's not pleasant. Oh, wow. So the doctor just, just, so, so, so from then, before you even got there, you're thinking, I've got to get out. Yeah. Kind of, and then you see what's going on to your family with the oil, and you're like, I definitely got to get out. To a point. Okay. To a point. I'll, I'll say, you know, ups and downs, small town, mm-hmm. big city. Mm-hmm. We live, born in Pasadena, lived in El Monte. Gotcha. Mom knew somehow that mother's intuition. If I crossed that imaginary line halfway in our front yard, mm-hmm. screaming at me, you know, the hand grabbing me, pulling me back, that's as far as I could go. Mm-hmm. We moved to Oklahoma or to Woodward, and instantly mm-hmm. it's I can take my bike across town right. without supervision. All of a sudden, the rule changes instantly to we'll be back before dark. Right. Which for. A kid is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there were places to explore, ponds, spillways, fields, and hills. It's like a, you know. Stand by me movie yeah, or something. pretty much. Yeah. You know, you, you meet a couple buddies and all you do is explore and. Form a little team. Form a little team or a little gang. And, you know, you have little competitions. We call them mud, mud clod fights with other gangs from other streets, you know. A lot of mud in your history lines here. There's a lot of mud. <laughs> a lot of mud. A lot of mud. A lot of mud. A lot of engineering. Mud engineering. Um, did you uh, did you play sports? What did you do? Did you have that kind of typical upbringing? That's what I always liked about you because you, you came to my house. You saw Steelers football. And I was like, you impressed? It's my roommate's autographed Steelers football. And you're like, I hate the Steelers. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah pretty so much. you're a sports guy. Absolutely. Um, so was that part of your childhood? Yes. What'd you do? Yeah. Um, every sport possible. Okay. Um, yeah. Cricket. Always. Uh, no, badminton. Not, not here. Oh, oh, the, not here. the majors. The, ma- the, the, the important ones, you know, baseball, football, um, a little bit of basketball. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> you don't look like a basketball player, son. That might be the problem. <laughs> not really built like a basketball player. No. <laughs> You're built like a center, maybe a guard or a fullback. I wasn't then, though. Yeah. No, I've, okay. I've put a little weight since high school. Oh, me too. Yeah. No. A lot of weight, probably about 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Don't look at my yeah. high school era driver's license, <laughs> please. But I, w- I will say this mm-hmm. in Woodward is where I fell in love with the theater. Okay, that's okay. That's so perfect because that, that, yeah. that's going to bring you back out here. How did Absolutely. that happen and at what age? Um, my mother is an incredibly creative person, mm-hmm. um, artist, loved to paint. She got involved with the theater. And started uh, painting the backdrops mm-hmm. of the of the community theater, and you know, the, the theater would do, you know, a drama, a comedy, and a musical, and I think there was not something else, you know, at least once a year, sometimes yeah. twice. And my mom started doing all that, and um, at the time I could I could sing. You Pretty, can. I, I could at the time at or the now. Time, I kind of quit singing, so that I'm doesn't out of sound practice. right. Okay, I'm out of practice. How's all that? Right. Couple more glasses Excuse of whiskey, me. folks. I'm gonna get him singing right here on the Napsack Files. Oh, I, I didn't bring my guitar. That's too bad. Next I'll time. dig one up. <laughs> Next time. Um, and I started doing my homework there because yeah. she's she has to hang the backdrops or do whatever. And she started uh, doing choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you're absorbing it. You're sitting there taking yeah, it in. Yeah, absolutely. At and, that age when you're a sponge. Yeah. And I'm singing along to one of the King and I tracks. That's awesome. And the director looks at me and goes, get your ass up there and audition. And it's funny. Woody was the um, different. You can't see the air quotes. <laughs> air quotes around different. Air quotes around drama. different. Well, you know, he has a roommate. Right, right. Woody. <laughs> you know, and I had it's no like waiting idea. for Guffman or something. Exactly. Harry. And I I didn't figure it out until like three weeks ago. But, uh. <laughs> it's okay. I grew, up, I grew up in the city of Orange, and our next door neighbors uh, looked uh, like Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova, and I didn't figure out that and for like a decade after I moved or grew up. Yeah. All right, gotcha. And but he was get your ass up there and sing, and I did. And he's like, okay, you're in the show. Perfect. What age? What that age was, is this? That would have been third grade. So I was eight. in the uh, key, the children's course of the King and I. Great. Um, which is, you know, it's Woodward, Oklahoma, completely whitewashed. You know, yeah. the King and I, it's in Thailand, and right. we didn't have, a, you know, a great influx of. Did Thai you adapt kids. it at all? Was it just a straight aversion, or you know? No, no, no. Body paint, okay. head to toe, spray painted wow. my hair black every night. You know, show ran for a week. That kind of. So, so you get the bug early there. Who, Absolutely. See, this is a great lesson. You don't have to get the bug in L.A. stage, no. moms. No, you don't. <laughs> you can find it naturally. Absolutely. Through, uh, through your mother just kind of working on her passions and mm -hmm. you picking up on it. Yeah, pretty much. That's great. So, but, but, you, but you still have that balance of playing a little soccer and football and, and doing the arts. Absolutely. Which I think is important and it translates into a conversation we might have later where I think sometimes uh, we're just forced to choose too much. Out here, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back to that. Sure. We'll come back to that. Uh, um, point. Because not enough whiskey to rant on it because it, it, it's a it's sensitive subject to me. But um, so, what point did you move back here? Um, I kept telling myself that I could do this corporate job. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I keep um, telling myself that now. Yeah, I know, and uh, it was wrong in every aspect, mm. and had was kind of fueling my artistic fires playing in bands. Mm -hmm. um, it was the only way I could get on stage, really. Uh, or only way I would get on stage. Mm -hmm. um, maybe my own fears in there also. Mm. Um, and then miserable, came out here to vacation, see my cousin. And I landed in Oxnard and it's funny. I was like, I'm Oxnard. Wow. I know. Well, she lived in like Elsinore. Gotcha. And, uh, in the Empire. Gotcha. You know, recording studio there and, and all this. And then we drove to LA and I was like, holy crap, I'm home. Yeah, I am. You just felt comfortable it. here. Yeah, without any just driving around, even in traffic. I'm like, and there's you know, yeah. there's no traffic in Oklahoma. Right. They think that they don't know what traffic. They don't know. They have else. no yeah. idea, and it doesn't. It's still to this day, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's oddly enough. Um, it bothers me, but if I go back to my hometown, which is just three hours north. Pismo Beach, San Luis Obispo okay. area. Um, and they're starting to get traffic. It's funny, but nowhere. They'll never have what we have. After about four days up there, I kind of miss the buzz and the traffic. Sure. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I told myself, one, if you're going to mm. live out here, accept it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And about the same time, I read an article uh, or a quote from Rob Zombie, mm -hmm. who said, hey, my car's, my car's a, DJ, or a, a disco. I just turn the music up and zone out. And I was like, you know, it's a great way to look That's at it. Too. Totally paraphrasing, but. Yeah. That kind of was like, okay, done. Done. Work it. That's yeah. how it is. You have to work around it. So you come in. What, what age is that you take this vacation? What, what, what? Uh, 29. You're 29? Yeah. Is that, so you're just, you're kind of recent out here then. I've been out here almost eight years. Okay. 
Yeah. Well, oh, maybe I thought you were 30. No. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming up on 15, so mm-hmm. to me that's still young gotcha. coming out. Um, so you come out and take a trip, and you, then you're like, so you so – you, so, 29, you, that means you're doing the Oklahoma thing for a while. For a while. This isn't just some, I'm going off to the big city, mama. No, no, no. This was, I actually came out here mm. to get away to, you know, I knew I could talk to my cousin about anything. Yeah. Free of any sort of, we think you should do this. Yeah. Or free of me even thinking I should probably be doing this instead, mm-hmm. um, which might be more to the point. Yeah. Um, and loved it but what got me out here was her boyfriend calls me when i get back a couple days later mm-hmm. and goes hey i loved you i got a job for you here's the deal i need you out here on friday wow and no i'm sorry he needed me out here on tuesday that was a friday he called me wow so you got the weekend to change your life i had about 15 minutes <laughs> yeah well you got to make um, arrangements at, at the time i was actually had been transferred to Joplin Missouri to oh wow and that's all I'll say about that town. <laughs> if you could see the pain on Paul's face, folks, <laughs> while he's doing this, I got to make this video cast. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I gave my I gave my boss a fifteen minute notice. Wow. Actually, I, I called my went. I went. I was like, Steve, let me call you back. Called my dad. Went, hey, can you get the truck up here? Yeah. Told him what was going on. He's like, okay. Wow, great. So my dad drove his truck up. I rented a little U-Haul trailer. Pull all my stuff back to my parents' garage, packed my car, and and or and drove off to that's L.A. A, that's an amazing brave leap, Paul. And, and you're 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 wrapping it up in twenty second story. Which, by the way, if it was Matt Key, it'd be a five minute story. But um, <laughs> um, take take us through that moment because you're deciding this. You get ten seconds to, then to decide your future. Really, you made it up maybe already before you knew it. Probably. But, but to make that leap, at, especially at that age, it's harder to do that. If you're 22, I moved out at 22 and it was mm-hmm. hard. Um, but I also kind of known for a while, oh, I'm going to go join the groundlings. I'll be on Saturday Night Live by the time I'm 24. Of course. Right. Um, you're, you're at 29 and you've got a career. Maybe it's safe and stable. Maybe you hate it. Sure. But it's safe and stable. Absolutely. And you got medical and weekly paychecks or Correct. whatever. Take me through that 10 seconds that you make that decision. That 10 seconds mm-hmm. um, went... I've always loved music. Mm-hmm. Way deep in my gut, mm-hmm. hey, that gets you closer to acting. Right. It's L.A. or New York. Well, guess what? New York's not calling, but L.A. is calling. Literally. Literally. And they're offering you a job mm-hmm. and to pay for your expenses to move out. Yeah, you don't, you don't get that. When's that, second, when's that second phone call come? Mm-hmm. If I turn this one down, what happens? Right. It doesn't. In my mind, it was like, nope. This is your shot. Yeah. This is your opportunity. You can you can sit here and be miserable in Joplin, Missouri. Chase you know, a few tornadoes. Share, yeah, dodge them. Um. <laughs> you hold them back here a little bit. Well, Some, really, yeah. Anyway, don't hold back. This is an Absoc files. So we know. support whiskey and letting it loose. <laughs> Um, but so you make that you make that leap and and what it, the whole way and again it's easy now to say well you made a you made a brave leap Paul sure. driving out did you drive out mm-hmm. so driving out from Oklahoma to uh, to to here that's what two two days if you're fast uh, yeah I uh, hit Flagstaff and I hit Flagstaff <laughs> oh it's funny you bring up Flagstaff I thought okay this is I marked this this is where I'll stop yeah and get a room yeah 
and this was June, I think. Mm-hmm. I believe it was June. Apparently, Flagstaff in June is a very popular destination for hikers and whatnot. Okay. Not a single hotel room available in Flagstaff. Really? And I'm exhausted. And there's a lot of ho- hotels in Flagstaff, small, small, big city. But, yeah. But there's a lot. But there's you a the, lot. You got the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. nearby, yeah. Um, and, a, and a real nice target. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, not a problem. Right. And it was. Everybody was booked. I tried, I was like, one, I went into one place. Do you have a suite? Right. What do you have for $300? What do you have for $50? Nothing. Supply closet, anything. Yeah, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I started calling every, nothing. Okay, well, I will just keep on driving. And I'm exhausted. Wow. I think at that time, it was like 14 hours, 15 hours on the road. Yeah. And I got to Needles. Yeah. And by the time I get to Needles, it's the radio's full blast. The head is out the window, window. so the air's hitting me. And it's, you know, You're hitting caffeine like, oh. stuff, yeah. And and from Flagstaff to Needles, folks, who have people have not driven the forty. There's outside of one middle level city. Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing, and it's flat. Yes, and nothing. Beautiful stars. Yes, holy crap! Like a country song. Yes, but nothing. And whatever that town is, I stopped there too. Yeah, no vacancies. Found one in in Needles. I was tempted to go. You know what? Screw it. I'm only five hours away from. But I'm like, I'll die. He'll die. Uh, new. Yeah, because I can't for, see. For needles in L.A. ain't easy either. No. Um, so that time, and you've got 14 plus hours on the road. Now, uh, to needles, you're up to 16, 17 hours on the road. Yep. What is going through your mind? Because it's easy to go, not easy, but it's easier to go, I'm making that leap. Dad, get the truck. I'm going to L.A. And then you got nothing but you in the road for 16, 17 hours. What is churning through your stomach at that time? Nothing. Really? It was... I think, I don't know if I have ever been at more peace with myself. That's great. Than on that drive out here. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I'd like the desert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Beautiful colors. I believe that came out of, is it, uh, was it Phoenix? Well, Fe- 40, no, Phoenix is the 10. What's north? Uh, uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, yeah. And it kind of goes down into a valley. Yeah. If I, if, but coming at me was a thunderstorm. Yeah. And it was gorgeous. Lightning yeah. everywhere, you know, but yet the desert colors. And I'm just like, this is one of the most beautiful sights I've mm-hmm. ever seen. And I love thunderstorms. Yeah. So this, I was just like, to me, this was like, oh, absolutely. You Welcome. Go right, you go in the right direction. Going in the right direction. It's funny. My car started getting better gas mileage the closer <laughs> we got. I'm sitting there going, I just went 500 Excuse miles me. on one tank. My car wants to do this too. Your car's like, take me home. Yeah. Take me to the traffic. And yeah, that's great. That is, that is, that is a hope for people looking to make that leap themselves at at at, uh, at any point. And and it and to me it is it's interesting and important that it's a little bit older. Twenty nine is not too old, but no. But that is a serious point where you could have a wife and a kids by that point. You could have in, yeah. in Oklahoma. Yeah, you're, you're, you have a ten year old at twenty nine, <laughs> right? You know, and uh, and you don't, right? I do. Not that I've been made aware of. <laughs> not that you know of. Um, and and you're leaving behind family and friends and, yes. and all that. But then to to make it that quick. If you had had more time, would you have backed off that decision? It's possible. Yeah. Sure. So maybe that worked worst, in your favor. Worst thing you can ever do about something is think about it. Mm. First rule of improv, go with your instincts. Go with your instincts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and. Yes Don't and. Don't deny. No. Never. Whoops. I'm sorry. Um, and maybe that's a lesson I just needed to rehear. Yeah. Um, because, again, it was so peaceful moving out here. Mm. You know, yeah. leaving, leaving, you know, like when you, when you first, you know, you're leaving mom and dad and your friends and they all come say goodbyes. Yeah. 
you, know, you get a little choked up and you choked up and you're like, you know, it's squeezing your throat a little bit as you're driving away and you look in the rearview mirror that one last time and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there goes Yukon, you know, over the yeah. hill. And I left my dog yeah. crying. I'm crying halfway. And I had, I had a three hour journey. I cried for two hours and 59 minutes. L- leaving my pups was tough. Yeah. Um, but I knew if I didn't, they would destroy my apartment. <laughs> Because uh, that's just how they are. <laughs> that's how them doggies is. <laughs> yes. So you hit this town. Mm-hmm. Do you hit it running? What do you do? You got a job in place. That's kind of a different ballgame. You're not hitting the town with five bucks and a dream. You're, you got no, a plan. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, had some money saved up. It wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. Just had been. There's nothing to do in Joplin, so there's nothing to spend money on. Other than um, so Sonics hey, and paychecks yeah. or yes. Yeah. Oh, Sonic was every morning out there. Right. That was breakfast. Mm-hmm. Miss Sonic. Um, so yeah, so I had, you know, I wasn't broke when I came out. Right. Had an idea of what I thought I wanted. What did, what which did was you, music. Okay. So, which was producing, playing, um, came out here um, under the tutelage of Steve Thompson, mm-hmm. who had worked with Chili Peppers and Train and Jane's Addiction. Okay. And a slew of others. How, how did that connection come about? Dating my cousin. Hey, that's there how it go. works. I'll take so it. That's, okay, so that's the guy who calls That's me. the guy who calls me. Okay. Putting so it all like, together. I could learn a lot from this man. Gotcha. And I did. So, so can and you say what, what job was offered? What did you hit to town? Oh, I was just a, basically a PA. Perfect. I was an intern learning you know, the business from mm-hmm. that side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd had two years of studio recording in college. Yeah. And realized it wasn't even close to enough compared to what the guys out here were learning. Yeah. You know, completely different world. It's, well, couple, it's, like, it's yeah. a couple credits. It is. It is. <laughs> in um, a textbook. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, learned a lot. Surprisingly, was not with him very long. Okay. Because the closer I got out here, the more I was like, I don't want to do this. Well, that's. I've got to be honest. Yeah. And it was starting to bother me a little bit. I'm like, I'm this close. Mm-hmm. I've always been acting ever since I started, even if it wasn't on stage. Ever since the King and I. Something ever since the <laughs> King and I. Um, yeah. It was actually the sound of music that hooked me. Really? Um, the next year, the following year. So we were nine. Yeah. Okay. That was the one that got me. I get you. Um, the sound of the, the King and I was fun, right? The sound of music, a little too young, hooked me. Yeah, you were a little too young. Then a year later, you kind of grasp it, and it's real, and it's you grasp it, and you, you know this is gonna. It's to me sometimes it sounds awful. Um, we're doing one of the, the children's songs, and we stop the show. Mm-hmm. Everyone's applauding in the wrong spot, <laughs> and we're we're looking at each other like side glances, like what the hell are these people doing? And this is, you know, this is a theater that seats 400 people, so a good, you know, decent yeah. size. And we're like, what the hell? And yeah. Woody stops the production, and he's like, take a bow, and you stop the show. Oh, wow. And we're just like... Wow. Part of us were like, did we do something wrong? You hit a home run, you got a we curtain hit, call, we baby. Hit a home run. And unfortunately, that was opening night. So when they didn't do that the second <laughs> night, we were like, what's wrong with these people? We this stopped the show last stupid, night. Man. <laughs> this crowd don't know nothing. But that was, that was I think, when I got bit. Okay, so so, so the, the the bite stays with you. So you're out here, and again, you said something very interesting. We've all, and this has been kind of a theme on this show. I talk talk about the climb to to borrow from one of the better Game of Thrones episodes. Uh, the climb. We're all. We're, I'm, I'm not interviewing people that are in their mansions. I'm interviewing people who are climbing. These are all sure. my friends group, and I, you know, we get talented, wonderfully talented friends at varying <laughs> levels of success. Absolutely. But you said something that's very interesting that a lot of them have all experienced, myself included. You came out here and you thought you had a direction and you thought you had a plan and mm-hmm. suddenly, I still like this, but not what I want to do. Correct. 
So that's an interesting moment. For me, it's come a couple times. I started as a broadcaster, started in radio, moved down here to do comedy, sketch mm -hmm. comedy. When that ended after three and a half, four years, tried to do stand-up. And after roughly 10 years, it was like, love this. Isn't fueling me. Right. So it took me longer, but you, quicker. Not that the music doesn't interest you or it's not something you like, but you, no. you, you felt something else. And so, again, you have to make a change. Correct. And, and what, how did you do that? How? 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 Paul, I, explain uh, how. Yeah, I had a talk with Steve, mm -hmm. and, and he even noticed. Mm. He, was like, he was like, you like this. Yeah. Very intuitive man. Yeah. And, uh, did it kind of help you to hear that? A little bit. Because now I was actually scared. Yeah. Because here's a guy who just called me. One, I don't, I don't want to look bad in front of, you know, like my cousin probably put in a good word for me too, but sure. the man did meet me. We hung yeah. out for a week. Um, it's on him at that point if you to, mess to, up, yeah. buddy. <laughs> right. But I didn't want to, I, like I said, I'd only been out here a few months. Right. And all of a sudden I'm changing my mind. Yeah. Um, my, my first example of like not being flaky, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not flaking out because I was tired. Yeah. But all of a sudden I realized it wasn't it. Right. And it, it, flaky is how you process it, but it's, it's, it's not. It's, as you know now, maybe, it's, <laughs> sure. it's you working through things. Right. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought, yes, this would work. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. at, at the same time, um, it, just, it, it helps to and have, have this guy maybe mention it to you. helps. I mean, I got to imagine it helps. My, my, my decade-long battle with stand-up, which I'm not even done with, I like it, but my pursuit of it kind of ended when a friend of mine, Tony Porter from Florida, who I'd known in high school, had come out and visited me for a week, called me out blue one day and goes, hey, this is kind of weird. I'm sitting in a restaurant and this thought put on me, my, put on my mind, say it by God or anything you want to believe. Um, you're, you're not made for this, the stand-up thing. It's good. I get it. There's something out there else for you. Weird. One of those calls, and I'm like, you're right. Wow. You're right. And That's a good friend. A very good friend. It was brave for him to, because, I'm indebted to him. Yeah, most people out here won't do that. Right. That's probably why he's in Florida in the video game music industry. <laughs> and raising a nice family and a couple of horses. Fair enough. Um, and I know, Tony, you listen sometimes. And uh, a key moment in my life that I remember. So so it's glad, sometimes it's okay to have someone on the outside, even if it's a guy that brought you here, going, hey, I get it. Yeah. Might make that decision tougher or yeah. easier. He, that, um, Yeah, he looked at me, and, and I think the best thing he said is like, no, you've got something. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine. Great. No guilt. No, not even a shrug of the shoulders or a look down mm -hmm. as to, man, you know, I brought, I brought you, you out, out of here. Yeah. Not, not even a hint of that. Mm. It was a, and, and that's probably why he's worked with some great artists. Yeah. Because he's like, no, it's, it either is or it isn't. And he can see yeah. this is working and this isn't. Right. And even though I had this opportunity to work with some great artists, yeah. eh, that wasn't it. Because it could easily become, and you and I, uh, you know, we can go into your day job. You worked out here, which I know, which is similar <laughs> to my day job. And I'm, I've now been promoted now. I'm the director now, buddy. Ooh. I'm top dog now. Attaboy. And um, that's another issue. But that, that thing could have turned into a job that sure. you didn't like and you hated going to if, if it wasn't your passion. Absolutely. That's the danger. Uh, all the people listening out there with the, the younger listeners with their aspirations to write and all that stuff, find what, 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 what you love the most because it turns into a job. Yes, it, it it all does. You've uh -huh. got to find the one that your heart wants. True. So so now you reach that second point, that turning point. Then where do you go? You just show up and there will be brawl. Uh, <laughs> no. Now now we get to the point where 
I have no plan. Uh, now there's no plan in place. Plan. Now I'm scared. Yeah. Um, now I call the one other person I know in LA, mm-hmm. a family friend, Ryan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm in town. He's, he's like, what? Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I'm adrift. I'm, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, well, they weren't, they weren't kicking me out. Sure. You know, but they were like, okay. But it's like Elsinore. You can't commute from like Elsinore to LA to audition. No, no. That's hour plus at it, least. Yes. And in traffic, it's three. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you can't do it. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got to move to LA, find a new job, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm now I'm ground zero. Yeah. And his roommate, good friend of mine, Brad Serino, his cousin was moving out at the same time. He mm-hmm. goes, you know, you, you guys should just meet up. Let mm-hmm. me backtrack one second. My cousin was like, you should stay here. This is where I lived when I first moved out here. Mm-hmm. And to give you an idea... In Joplin, Missouri, I was paying $400 a month for a luxury two-bedroom apartment. Right. It was nice. Yeah. For 400 you know. With a moat, a pool, pretty much. turret. And my own butler. It was yeah. great. <laughs> Wipe my ass. That's for And loved long. it. <laughs> um, and then I came out here and this little studio, mm-hmm. which is, it's a top floor, nice vaulted ceilings for 1400 Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm just. The sticker shock, you know, my yeah. eyes went crossed and I'm like, you're, really? I told her to stop messing with me. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, that's a good price. Uh, yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, that's not bad. 1400. Yeah, sure. We'll why do that. I'll do that. And that was, that was in West Hollywood. And I'm like, no. Right. So found, uh, through Ryan and then his roommate, Brad, uh, my good, my good friend now, Chris Tessator. Mm-hmm. He was coming in from Connecticut doing the same thing. Yeah. We went out to lunch. They're, yeah, this will work. Yeah. We're both, yeah, I think we can get along. And then we were roommates for uh, almost six years, a little over six years. Right. Okay. Um, so that kind of stabilized. Okay, good. You have a base, base operation. Have a base, yeah. And then you just tear into the acting thing? No, I had no clue where to start. Yeah, I still don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wait for Matt Mercer to cast me in things. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him again. Are you listening, Matt? <laughs> he, no, he's Matt, too busy to Mercer, listen to this. Mercer. Um, you had no idea. Yeah. Um, was looking at classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Chris came out here. He already had an agent. He already, he had done some stuff back in New York. Mm. So it was kind of through him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met, um, we went to Acme Comedy Theater to see one of his friends, a former groundling. Mm-hmm. Um, her name just escaped me. Patty. I don't think I ever knew Patty's last name. Hmm. And it was a Sunday company. Gotcha. gotcha. And to do her own sketch show, whatever. Mm-hmm. And meet a guy named Daniel Lote that's a friend of uh, um, Chris's agent. So, you know, a few of us hanging out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, here's the beginning. Here making are the us, first people you meet. Yeah, making the connection. Right, yeah. Hey, we're all doing the same thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're at Acme, and uh, this big, tall, opie looking guy comes up to. Daniel afterwards and Daniel had done some improv at Penn State mm-hmm. one of the funniest guys I've ever met mm-hmm. um, sadly he's no longer here he's mm-hmm. back in Penn State raising a family oh he's alive he's, okay, well. he's, al- he's alive <laughs> yeah I hope he's well yeah. um, I miss him but this guy Matt Key is talking to Daniel about hey dude you should totally come to Acme damn Matt Key that sounds and, like Matt Key right? too so he probably put, put the F word in there oh you know he did 
multiple times and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm an actor too. And he's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And then he completely ignores me. And he's like, he's talking to Daniel. I'm like, well, you weren't a woman. I, it's true. And I'm just like, really, dude? What a jerk. Oh, screw this place. <laughs> Matt Key, known and, jerk. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, I leave and whatever. And we noticed on the way out that there's they had an improv jam Wednesday mm. nights. And mm. Daniel was now challenging me. He's like, oh, you're funny. I'm like, well, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this improv jam. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we go, I get up. I'm scared to death. Mm. I've never improvised, never done stand up. Nothing. Any acting I have done had been scripted, mm-hmm. Shakespeare, or musicals. The classics. The classics, baby. Sound of music, baby. I'm classically trained, damn Yeah. It. What's this improv makeup on the spot stuff? <laughs> if I'm going to do that, it's all zingers and me making fun of you. And right. That doesn't work That's well not, in improv. Yeah, exactly. Which was hard for me to get over mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and I'm like, okay, I did it great. They, you know, convinced Daniel to take a class. He mm-hmm. calls me the next day and says, this is the best class I've ever taken. Enroll tomorrow. Okay. So I did. So there. And I'm like, okay, this is a start. Mm-hmm. I found out, you know, apparently I was going to have to join a comedy theater some way, yeah. shape or form. You have to have it on your resume. Yeah, you do. For any agent to even consider you. Take some improv. Take some improv. Take some improv. You don't have enough improv. Take some classes. seven years of improv. How yeah. much improv? You know, you were in tears five minutes ago. Why do I have to take another class? <laughs> and uh, that got me, Acme got me an agent. Wow, okay. Um, yeah. So how, how far did you go into the Acme? What level? So what, uh, there's... Um, became a company member. Gotcha. There's so um, many different... Co- I, I, there I, were. It, it confuses me. Sure. At, at the time, there was a lot. At the time, there were three companies mm-hmm. on the sketch and improv side. Right. And I had made the third company mm-hmm. um, on the improv side. Yeah. And before I could m- really make it any higher at all, I got condensed down into one. Really? And then it's no longer, unfortunately. Yeah. A lot of changes over there and stuff. Lots yeah. of changes. Yeah. But that happens. Yeah. You know. um, mm. But some good friends came out of it. Yeah. Matt Key being one of them. Oh, now oh, now he's a friend. He goes from jerk to friend. He went, to, he went from jerk to friend. He does that. Um, Actually, you know, it wasn't really, though, until Brawl that you brought up that we became really good friends. So let's talk about Brawl. Okay. Let's jump to Brawl. Let's there will be Brawl, Brawl, as I said. It's a seminal web series uh, created uh, uh, by Zach Grafton and uh, Matt Mercer, uh, directed by Mercer. Um, I was writing with Matt Key at the time, and he's like, hey, I'm going to get a little busy for a while. I just got cast in this web series, and he's throwing names out there I've never heard of, Grafton mm-hmm. and, and Mercer and all these people, and... Uh, um, and this guy Paul Duraso, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know any of this, buddy. Whatever, I'll, we'll, we'll have our writing meetings when we can. And he goes off and just works himself to the bone uh, with this. Um, how do you, yeah. a film noir dystopian future version of the the the, the Nintendo universe? That's the log line of verbatim. I believe. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. I believe um, that's it. So you know, the first scene is Luigi coming home to find Peach on the couch having sex with Mario. All right, that starts the series off. Uh It is a realistic, graphic interpretation of the Nintendo world. Yes, it is. How did you get involved in that? Obviously through them, but take us to the process. Um, I got involved with that through a friend of mine, Clive Hawkins, Mm -hmm. was working at Triarch. He was their military consultant for Call of Duty, the first (laughs) Call of Duty. Great. Matt Mercer was the quality assurance Mm -hmm. 
I believe that's what his title was, head of quality well, assurance. He, he is quality, I can assure you that. Absolutely. And Clive decided to have, hey, we're going to have a Call of Duty night with some of the boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mercer was there, myself, a guy named Adrian Flowers and Clive, and we're just, you know, playing it up. And Mercer and I hit it off, and um, Mercer starts demonstrating his amazing ability at doing voices. Yeah. Popping characters one after another, and yeah. I'm just, holy shit. Yeah. Absolutely. You're amazing. Yeah. There's not even a hint of one character to the next. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I'm like, that's a weakness of mine. Mm. My voice. Yeah, I got one. Hey, that's I've, my voice. I've got this one that you're hearing now, and that's it. Next day, he calls me and goes, hey, I've got this project I'm doing. I'd like you to audition. Here's the thing. You want an Italian accent. I'm like, you dick. <laughs> Did you not listen to a thing I said last night? Um, so I auditioned, went and met Zach, mm-hmm. and uh, listened to a lot of The Godfather, trying to figure out how am I going to do an Italian accent and what they're writing. I mean, I'm, I'm reading this, and I'm like... This is fun. Did you meet Zach in a Fuddruckers? No. Okay, that's where most of my meetings with Zach happened, so I figured maybe you did. <laughs> no, mine was at this, um, I wasn't sure what to think. I'm walking up to like this little bungalow house where I'm supposed to audition, and mm-hmm. I'm, hey, I'm Zach. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm Bob, I'm, I'm here to audition. Yeah, come on back. And yeah. Just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever, and did my audition, and. Loved his face. I wish I could get that face from more auditions because he was just like, wow. Good. I'm like, sweet. Okay. This is so you pull off the Italian accent after all? No. No. I I tried more of a, I tried more of a, uh, I don't know if Key pulled one off either. So that might have been the charming thing. That kind of became the joke. We did Mm -hmm. a read through and Key and I are doing it. We're looking at each other going, God, we suck at this. (laughs) Mario. Yeah. And then we kind of both by ourselves made a decision, at least I, I, mm. to me, I'm like, look, I can't do Italian. And it didn't, one, I don't know if it felt right or if I just couldn't do it mm-hmm. right. But I decided to take the, it's a me, a Mario, like mm-hmm. you just did, and, and just make it, hey, it's a me, just, you know, yeah. and do it that way. So right. it's still kind of an homage to the gentleman who did the original Mario Kart voice. Yeah. But. At the same time, a little gruffer, and I can get angry. A little more noir. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we made fun of it yeah. all the time. We'd be joking around how, oh, why didn't that sound right? Well, we didn't put enough A's in there. So we'd just sit there, and you'd look, and we'd like, every syllable, we'd, you know, A, 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 A. Yeah. And then, um, and uh, the, 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 the making of that was very gorilla, right? I mean, Very gorilla, especially in the beginning. Yeah. Um, a lot of hours and alleys at night. Yes. Yeah. Um, my first experience with prosthetics. Really? Which yeah, was, oh, that's right, your nose, right? Oh, the, the nose and the mustache, mustache. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which was awesome and painful at the same time. I right. had my uh, my tear ducts glued shut one night. <laughs> that was, uh, that's an experience. <laughs> Who did that? Uh, did we call them out? We will call out Carly Hobbert on that. Um, she is actually now a union mm. uh, makeup artist. She's fantastic now, the stuff now. she does now. I was, she actually just got in the union a few months ago and I saw it on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, oh, congratulations. I remember when you glued my eyes shut. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, I Del- remember. Deleted from her brain. Yeah. Perfect. But she's, uh, yeah, she's I pretty mean, good though. Yeah. I mean, I worked with uh, that crew on uh, School of Thrones. Right. 
uh, last year, and I think by then they learned some things, and that was a great production, and then uh, Long Days, mm-hmm. sure, and, mm-hmm. and they shot at UCLA, but a little less gorilla. We had paperwork and permits. And, Shut uh, up. Yeah, we had we had things, man. We had cops and, you know, pat-downs and... Why are you dressed in a Mario costume <laughs> in, in South Central? We, we had people going, you know, well, it's funny. In L.A., you'd think, mm. you'd, people would look at you weird and they're like, oh, no, they're just filming. Right. You don't get weird looks. Right, right, Not right, at all. Right. Yeah. Not at all. In, in uh, Yukon, Oklahoma, you might have got a weird look dressed as Mario I'd have been shot. with a camera. But, uh, but uh, here, eh, just another yeah. day. Here it's just like, hey, can I pull into my driveway? Oh, my bad. Let me get out of the way. Right. Hey, by the way, do you mind if we shoot your house? No, that's fine. Thanks. This is a private property. We Here's were, ten bucks. We were, okay. Yeah, we were already done. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the uh my angriness and yelling had to be done without me vocalizing any of it because we were in an alleyway at three in the morning. Oh wow. Which a lot for of me ADR? was like, Yeah, all ADR. Hmm. Which I'm like, I have to get angry and keep quiet. This will be well, yeah. You're, you're, All right, we'll see if this works. You're like Darth Maul, a fan of Menace. You're just kind of voice later. Yeah. Um, but y- y- it worked because the intensity and anger you had throughout that series, I think it was what it kind of intimidated me. And like this, Whoa, who is this guy? <laughs> he you. seems like an angry man. So you know, just right? May- maybe you are. I don't know. Uh, I have seen yeah. you, uh, you know, uh, drink away your anger, but uh, as, as have I. <laughs> and we won't talk about that night in the bushes. Um, still one of the better nights ever. Um, I, hear that, I hear that was a good night. Yeah. We, <laughs> you might remember it. You might remember me, uh, you on the ground, and me yelling, none of these people here get it, but you do, Paul. Only you know how to drink. Sadly, I, I don't remember you that night. <laughs> I didn't remember my boss being there that night. Oh, wow. The, oh, the, wow. Just, just uh, um, the next day, I show up for work. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually feeling pretty good. Yeah, surprisingly. Surprisingly. And my boss looks at me. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah, all right." He goes, "No, how are you?" I'm like, "Oh crap!" Is Emotionally, it? I'm like, "Has he heard already that yeah. I may have drank too?" Oh crap! Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm fine. Why?" He goes, "Last night I was wiping the sweat off your forehead." And I'm like, "Oh shit, you were there." <laughs> and I feel partly responsible mm. because uh, I brought that night Tawaka, which is a fine Italian liqueur. Did you bring that? I brought the Tawaka. <laughs> and and I remember showing you kind of pro- I'm like, hey, Paul, have you ever had this? And you're like, nah, I haven't heard of it. Let me, let me try a little sip. And then flash forward 45 minutes later, you're like, Key, I'll take you down in a drinking contest. 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, it's you, me, out in the bush, and then you in the bush, and uh, the Tawaka's gone. Stuff is delicious. It, ta- it tastes oh like sin. Gosh. It's sweet. Um, I found out I was doing a shot with everybody that came into yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. I was like, have you had this? No. Well, you have to have it, and I'll have another shot. I brought a big bottle of Tuwaka. 175 of Tuwaka. Yeah. And it's 80 proof schnapps. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not 40 proof. Mm-mm. It's punchy. And it's so good. The next thing I know, it's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> So I'd like to take this moment to publicly <laughs> apologize to Paul for showing up that night with that that Tawaka. Um, so let's go back to Brawl. You shouldn't yes. Brawl. It's your introduction. Is this? It's basically your introduction to this world of people. And I want to come back to what we oh, talked about yes. earlier. This this wonderful world of of talented, uh, uh, crazy talented um, nerds and geeks mm-hmm. who are legit to the core. Who mm-hmm. have uh, you know throw these parties, and I love being involved with that world. But I don't feel 
part of that world because I just sit there and go, no one here knows the score in tonight's game. Correct. Totally okay with that, but I don't know if they're okay with me knowing the score. Right. <laughs> do you feel that way too? I, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my nerddom only goes so far. Right. Um, well, it, it, you know, it depends. In, in Oklahoma, yeah. I was an uber nerd. Yeah. Because I was in Gifted. Yes. And I played Dungeons and Dragons. Right. But I also played sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I did competitive speech. I was in the band, but I played sports. So right. I could walk both sides. Right. I get out here and get mixed with this crowd and my introduction into cosplay <laughs> and to comics. Yes. <laughs> and where I collected a few X-Men comics, Wolverine. Right, right. And found out that actually, I'm not until I moved out here, that some of mine are actually worth some money. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah. And I'm you've like, been hanging out with Key then. I have been. But I was, <laughs> well, I just I was in a comic shop f- with him, and I went, "Oh hey, I've got that issue." And he goes, "Oh dude, that that issue is worth fifty bucks." I'm like, "Sweet, that's more than most of my baseball cards. Awesome, <laughs> it's more than my yeah. Billy Ripken Air card." Um, well, I've got one of those. Yeah, isn't that worth the bat? Eighty nine Fleer. Is that the bat? It says it has a curse word on the bottom yeah. of the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and and and. and I'm not. Uh, it's. I'm not talking bad of that world. No. It's just a microcosm of what I've run into with the explosion of geek culture mm-hmm. and geek culture being a business now. Absolutely. Um, I've talked about this a lot with Tim Powers, a friend of mine who's in the same boat, collected comic books before most of us were born, right? And loves the St. Louis Cardinals. And it seems to come down to simply uh, nerddom versus sportsdom, which is yeah. the easiest way to process it. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes it's. Um, I feel adrift in the world like I'm the bully when I used to be bullied in school. True. I'm, same here. Um, and I don't, I'll show up at these parties uh, and these gatherings, and, I, and I'm not the friendliest guy when you first meet me. Um, and I kind of show up, and sometimes I'm in BDUs from work, and I've got handcuffs hanging off of me, and I just got in a fight with a gang member, uh, and we just arrested a guy beating his woman, and they're just right. like, uh, well, see, that's why we're going to Burning Man. That's why we got along. Yes. Because... Yeah. I needed a job out here, and I took that job yeah. that you're doing now. Yeah, private security. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so we had that common bond. Yes. And then we found out we like sports. Oh, right. cool. Yeah. Well, we what do you t- know about, the, do you know who that character is? I don't. She's hot as fuck, <laughs> but I have no idea who she is. <laughs> yeah, these, yeah. And I'm like, I'm completely respectful because the hours they put into those costumes. It's amazing. Wow. And, yeah. you know, I hate going to Halloween parties now. Oh, I Because can't. I can't. You know, before it's like, oh, here's my idea of a, you know, of a ghost. Yeah. Oh, look, you built your own <laughs> Master Chief outfit. Yeah. With working lights and yeah, guns. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you hovering? <laughs> Holy shit, you're hovering. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I went to uh, the Avengers party and I kind of made up a character where I was uh, uh, the HR director of the Avengers shield team, you know. Nice. And um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Here's Jack Conway in a full, like... A costume with X-Men hanging off of him and all this, like, whatever that character is called. I, uh, I and, remember him. I don't remember. Well, what he, I couldn't tell you what his costume was. Right. But, but I mean, it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. But here's what I loved about Jack. Yeah. I did. I pulled the same. I was like, what am I going to do for this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent because I can wear a suit. Right. And I have one. Right. And it's And that's what easy. I'll do. I remember and, you as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah. Yes. And I, I'm... The only thing I made was my little credentials. Yeah. I still have my, my uh, I was Bob Tempest, the uh, HR director of the Shields. Nice. I have my little card. I, yeah. I just used my, my real name. 
<laughs> but I, I walk up and Jack is the first person to greet me. And he goes, yeah. Agent Duraso, it's good to see you tonight. Right. And I'm like, not really, you only did this because he's in this incredibly elaborate. No, it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter at all. You're just part of it. I'm they just want part you of there. it. I came. Yeah. They want, you're right. They want you there. I made the effort. Yeah. And they saw that. And that's all that mattered. Yeah. Oh, you're a shield agent. Awesome. I'm so-and-so. I'm like, I don't know who well, that I'm is. I'm Super Titan 5. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, that's not even a real character. Um, yeah, and it, and it, it, it might be. I don't know. It certainly know. doesn't come down to me versus them in that world. It's just a microcosm no. of this town now. I feel geekdom is so marketed that that it, it's, it, it just, uh, you have to choose. And I don't like that I have to mm. choose anymore. I'm kind of, uh, I'm just got back into comics and I'm enjoying every minute of that. But, you know, I'm going to watch baseball tonight because the Yankees played the day and I need to know what they're doing on the wild card race right. and and i and uh, i don't feel i should have to choose and I, no one's telling me to no one is but you feel it they're not but they are yeah yeah it, um i've had conversations on set mm-hmm. and seen reactions from people because i'm talking about the dodgers mm-hmm. and i'm talking about how they played and how someone pitched because i caught right. i caught for 17 seasons or nice. years or whatever it I was, was. Ah, see i was a catcher yeah. too my short time in baseball see there we go there we go short squat guy that's right and to me, there's no better place to be. You, right. You know, you see everything, you know everything. Right. And you have to learn how people hit. You know, all yeah. the little nuances of the game that most people don't understand. At catcher, you know it all. The best managers go on, uh, used right. to be catchers, yeah. That's right. And so when I'm explaining and having those conversations about the nuances of pitching or yeah. catching or how, you know, pitch to somebody, and I just see them look at me like, are you talking about sports? You're on set and talking about sports. How dare you? None of that matters. But anyways, issue 14 of X-Men. Yeah. (laughs) My point, my friend Tim Powers has made this point, and I brought this up many times, and I want to present it to you and see what you think, um, is that there's no need to pick a side because it's the same muscle. The same muscle that makes you uh, uh, worship Derek Jeter is the same one that's going to make you worship Spider-Man. It's the same muscle. Absolutely. They're both unrealistically attainable Heroes, mm-hmm. I can't be Jeter nor Spider Man. No, you know I can dress like both of them, but I will never be exactly. both of them. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same form of hero worship. Absolutely. You know, and just... it, it's it's almost religious. Oh, that's mm-hmm. not my God. Really, you worship that one? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, but you can even you know, wow, how far does this rabbit hole go? Because you can go, oh, you're a Marvel guy versus a DC guy. Right. 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 You know, I've how seen those. You, I've seen those break out, and I yeah. can just stand there and go, "Oh, I'm going to see a nerd fight. Fuck yeah, <laughs> legitimate nerd fight here at here at the nerd party." Um, yeah, it's it's but it, but it, but at least you and I have that bond. So next time, the next party, the Bill Murray party, we'll just talk about some sports Hell real loudly yes. in the middle of the party. I will tell you exactly what my fantasy football team is doing. Perfect. And I will tell you about, uh, I will probably have just recently won my fantasy baseball league, which I'm currently got a 16-point lead in. Nice. Um, getting, uh, it's been a great season. I'm hovering in mediocrity mm. in my baseball league right now. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Off. And then I'll bring you back on the podcast, maybe with Matt Key and Brittany. We'll do an update. <laughs> we'll do an update. Okay. And uh, yeah, and again, certainly, it's, I'm so happy to be part of those worlds, but I, I, Absolutely. I'm still trying to find my footing. No, I've I've made a lot of great friends. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. And great sincere people. You know, but it's it is a different Yeah. I'm I I played a game uh a game night with Matt Mercer and Matt Key and and, and Brittany and and uh, uh Bobak was there and the whole uh-huh. all the, all that friend group and it was a right. man, man, Mansions of Madness Mansions game. Mansions of Madness. Mansions yes. of Madness. Mercer hosts those good games. 
I've played one game. I've played two. Haven't been asked back. Really? I haven't yet, but here's the first game, Matt Keen, I shared a, a figure. Or maybe I've played three times. This last time, here's how, here's how it is with that group. Because they're all in- highly intelligent people yes. as well. And I'm just kind of this dumb dude. Um, so who likes, who likes pro wrestling has been in a pro wrestling match. Yeah, you know? not, not true. No, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. So I, I am this character, Ashcan Pete. I'm this old. That was mine. That was yours. Yes. See, this is who we are. <laughs> See, it's psychological. I'm Ashcan, which is this drifter with a dog and a shotgun. That's right. And everyone else is, uh, you know, yeah. there are these detective characters, and you have to go around. And it's it's, it's a Dungeons and Dragons type game set in a mansion, and, and monsters and goblins and vampires come up, and, they, and your goal is to beat the gamekeeper and get your goal. The goal of the game, we had to get some piece of a crypt or something and it's mm-hmm. or uh, some talisman and it's sitting in a crypt guarded by a demon and and me and everyone are, are it's towards the end of the game and i i literally but I, I said i have to leave at 11 tonight guys it's 12 30 like i had to go to work the next morning <laughs> so we're racing along it's like 12 30 i'm like guys a couple more rolls of the dice and i've got to go a couple more rolls of the dice so the the demon characters behind the wall and you can't you got to move two spaces forward but you got to move back and, and they're all playing this highly intelligent let's think this out everyone move here and and they're all talking out loud and Mercer the gamekeeper's just kind of sitting there laughing to himself and they'd take a shot with a gun oh one one point damage and they'd move right. three turns back I walk up just charge up ahead roll the dice on the shotgun kill the demon game over I drop the <laughs> dice I go I gotta go home <laughs> and I get in my car and go home and I said you give the dumb guy the shotgun because <laughs> he's gonna do something with it. It's true, and that's how my friendship works with those people. And, and I'm at, I'm so happy that you're Ashcan. We yeah, got, we got to show up. We'll play together as Ashcan. I'm, you can be the dog. I'll be Ashcan. No, I deal, or, or vice versa. Deal. It doesn't matter. Um, so uh, so much more to talk to you about. I do want to talk about uh, tornadoes. Okay, because Please. I have a secret passion for tornado chasing. However, from afar. Mm-hmm. I love all those shows, those documentaries. And I mentioned that one time we were here at the house or maybe we were at a party. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Oklahoma, I like the tornadoes. kind of fascinate me. Weather. I like like yeah. thunderstorms and oh, yes. riding the train back through New Mexico. I saw some fast, fantastic bits of weather. And you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I survived an E5. Mm-hmm. I did. <sighs> Tell me a little bit about that. Um, you know, it's funny. I, after the two recent ones in Oklahoma, yeah, I now don't feel like it was that big a deal. And here's why. My mom has now been through all three. Ooh. Yeah. Um, the one that hit more, uh, my mom was four blocks away with my three nieces who are six, five, and five. Right. And, and, my, and my brother-in-law. Yeah. At their house. I'm like, that's five blocks away. And the blocks in Oklahoma aren't like LA. They're not mm-hmm. huge blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize she was that close. Yeah, that's um, a stone's throw. That's yeah, a wind change away. Absolutely. We were in uh, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing in a band mm-hmm. um, at a little festival. The uh, tornado starts coming our way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's on the ground for two hours, which is absurd. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're normally five minutes. Yeah. Max. Right. And they're gone. And they just spin themselves off. Maybe they'll spin into a few smaller ones or a bunch of smaller ones, whatever. But not like this. This is mm-hmm. new. This is huge. And how normal are the, do the tornadoes become to you by that? You're just like, oh, the sirens are going. I mean, there's always a threat sure. of danger. But here's, here's how accurate they are in Oklahoma now. Mm. Living with my roommates, and this, this is a story that Brandon Schuster, I hope you hear this. Mm-hmm. Living in his place, and he's from Kansas. Right. Should be used to tornadoes. Should be. We're watching uh, Gary England, Channel 9. They have this circular... Mm-hmm. drawing you know 
This is where the rotation of the tornado is, and here's the arrow. Yeah. That's where it's pointing. It's two blocks from my house. Mm. And this is this is small. Yeah. I open the back door and I'm watching Transformers blow. And as they blow, you can see the silhouette of the tornado Oof. two blocks Oof. away. Oof. Oh yeah. The, the reason I do this because oh no, the arrow says it's going that way. It's going away from our house. Mm. So who cares? No big deal. I'm gonna right. go watch this beautiful thing right. you know, go across the night sky, you mm. know, mm-hmm. wreaking havoc. And it's not it's doing damage, but it's not killing you know, it's not Taking houses to the slab. It's right. taking shingles off. Right, right, right. And then all of a sudden, this wind hits me and rips the door out of my hand. And it goes slamming against it. I'm like, oh, crap. Mm. In my mind, another tornado had spun off. And it's right on top of me. Right. Um, I hear this incredible noise. I just start walking to the bathroom, which is what you do. You mm. sit in the bathroom because it's usually centrally located and no windows. Yeah. Next thing I know, Brandon, his nickname is Butter, who is 6'3". And probably a good 60 pounds on top of me mm. is right behind me. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? You've got your own bathroom. <laughs> so now you have roughly 300 pounds of man <laughs> sitting in the bathtub with a boxer. Nice little boxer. Oh, holding the dog. And Butters sitting there going, if you tell anybody this happened. And I'm like, are you kidding? This has got to be one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. <laughs> I'm telling everybody tomorrow because we work together. Yeah. But... And what had happened was just a downdraft. Yeah. But it blew over um, four fence lines of neighbors mm-hmm. in a you know in a row, right? So you never know so that that'll scare you. So that's that's, but that's a normal one. That's a, is what that's you're a describing normal, there. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Sets sets the tail. You know, it wasn't as big as a house. Right. Um. The one that hit me was a mile. I think a mile wide, a mile and a half wide at times. Wow. Which I still can't fathom. Comprehend that, people. A mile and a half wide of, of, of swirling yeah. hell. Yeah. On the ground for two hours. Yeah. It uh, comes to us. You know, we'd move the festival inside into mm-hmm. this auditorium. And then they were just like, you know what? Cancel it. But we can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because the tornadoes wrecked so much havoc throughout the last hour and a half. Mm-hmm. That roads are closed. They're telling people, don't move. We don't know where it's going. Mm-hmm. And it's moving slow. And so Turn we're just like, you know what? We're just going to hunker down. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, um, in Woodward, there was one basement. That's where all the moms and the kids would go. Yeah. And the dads would stand outside in the cul-de-sac and look up and point. Right. You know. Like dads right? do. Yeah, like dads do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. One time they came down. Right. And they came down running. <laughs> Wish I could have seen that one. But so my dad's sitting here. My, my parents were at this festival. They were going to mm-hmm. come hear me play. And we're watching this on TV in, my, in one of my professor's rooms just come at us. Wow. And now everyone's going downstairs under the auditorium. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where they're going. Yeah. I don't know. Never been down there. Do I, you know, okay. Do I bring I'll, my guitar? <laughs> oh, you, I, I brought my guitar. <laughs> Some things I, I can't live without. Yeah. That's, you know, what do you take to the desert island? The first is my guitar. Perfect. You know. Um, and there's a lady mm-hmm. watching with my dad and yeah, I. okay. This and, is a part of the story I remember. Yeah. And I want you to tell it. And she happens to be from California. Us damn Californians. That's right. And she's like, well, I've never seen a tornado. I'd like to see it. This ain't the one, sister. This isn't the one. My dad looks at her and goes, lady, if it was any other tornado, I would walk out and shake its hand and introduce you myself. I'm going downstairs. 
And my dad turns around and walks off. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the TV, I'm looking at her, and I'm watching my dad walk down the hallway. Right. And I'm sitting there going, my dad is leaving. Yeah. Why am I still standing here? Right. If dad's going downstairs, what the hell? And I, so I start walking to follow, turn around, she starts walking towards the backstage doors. Mm-hmm. Where she opens the doors is a lo- loading dock. Mm-hmm. And she throws it open. I start going after her. Yeah. Like, new, yeah. bad. Bad, bad call. So about 20 feet, it's all concrete. Yeah. A piece of hail hits, slides right to my feet. Mm-hmm. I pick it up and palm it, and it's still the size of a softball broken in half. I look at her and went, lady, you want to walk out into this, you go right ahead. Mm-hmm. And now she doesn't know what to think or see. Yeah. And I just kind of took her and we went downstairs. Walk downstairs. The tornado hits us. I find my family. Mm-hmm. Then it's gone. You know, you hear that rumble, that train. Yeah, yeah. The place is shaking. All we see are pipes. I'm just hoping there's not an actual gas leak because then we're screwed. Right. Um, building shakes for, it, it wasn't long. Five yeah. seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. The roar's got to be unimaginable. It was, but we were also, da- you know, underneath, okay. underground. Yeah. Um, but you could still, you like, we're still like, oh, that's different. Yeah. We'd all, we've all heard tornado ro- roars. Right. This one was different. Walk upstairs, and as I'm coming up, there's still trash falling from a right. an empty, almost empty sky. Probably eerily calm. It's weird. And well, if, if you've ever been in a tornado, it's, if, if there's a tornado near you mm-hmm. and the wind's blowing, you're safe. Okay. If there's a tornado near you... I'm writing and, this down. Hold on. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, the wind stops. Mm. Oh, shit. It's okay. close. And your body will tense up. You know, it's mm. it's weird what your, your body's like, oh, crap, we should be moving. Yeah. You know. Find the wind. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Um, but it, it wasn't that eeriness, but it was, it was a different eeriness because trash is falling. Mm. It's almost like being on set and watching people just, you know, drop snow. It was yeah. that kind of, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And I, when I'm talking trash, I'm talking sheets yeah. and plywood. And yeah, you're whatever, not talking whatever, candy bar I'm not wrappers. talking candy bar wrappers and your yeah. trash can. I'm talking shingles. I look at the side of the auditorium and it looks like the Plinko board. Mm-hmm. You could mm-hmm. climb to the top of it with all the crap stuck in the side of the wall. Wow. Um, I had a 91 Firebird. There was a piece of 4 by 8 corrugated steel underneath the back tires of my Firebird, mm. which means at one point in time, my car was off the ground. Right. Come to find out, we were just in the debris cloud of this tornado. Mm. It had turned north about 100 to 150 yards uh, west of us mm. and took out three hotels. Wow. Walked down there. All you see, there were those little like Holiday Inn Express, but yeah. three-story hotels. Yep. All you saw was the first story and a ton of brand, or what used to be brand new cars from the uh, what is it? Four dealership across yeah. the highway. We're now in the hotel. In the hotel. Some of them were up on like second floor, where second floor used to be. Wow. Um, mm. Incredible. Yeah. The the carnage. Yeah. Um, and you know, I had an idea from just that. I flew out of Oklahoma a week later, a couple weeks later. I can't remember the exact time. Mm. And as we're taking off, you could see the path. Oh yeah. Of this tornado as it goes off as like this huge brown snake mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. had just burnt 
the earth mm. for miles and you're just yeah. like, oh, is that the path of the tornado? And then the, co- the pilot came on and said, hey, by the way, if you look out, you can see the tornado. Mm. Holy crap. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd say I don't know if I want to chase anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, and people do. And it's you. somebody died this year. Yeah. A couple people died this year, yeah. which before really was kind of unheard of. Yeah, yeah, and there's, um, well, there's it's it's popular now. I mean, I, I've liked yeah. this for ten to fifteen years. I've been right. fascinated by it, and you see now with uh, Reed Timmer and those people from that show that on Discovery that hit big, the the, the Storm Chasers. Oh, okay, um, they kind of made it popular again, and you got the the uh, the tornado chase vehicles, the Dominator, and all right. that stuff, and it's fun and everything. <laughs> you know, um, these vehicles that are made with plated armor and everything. Uh, um, good, good luck. Yeah, uh, uh, and I'm fascinated by it. But then I remember hearing your story. You told me here now that with the ice and everything, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I'll take my earthquakes <laughs> i'll just hold back here so so far i'm in the same boat yeah you you're, you're people always ask would you rather have an earthquake or tornado i hear that you, all the time you've had both i've had both and you're choosing earthquake. Um, now i haven't been in a bad earthquake sure you know i think 5.3 okay about four years ago the one that hit corona yeah i think was it a 5.3 it, like it was something like that something yeah, like yeah that that was that's been the worst yeah that like, i felt and i'm like okay things moved in my room a couple things fell right. It's unnerving. At 99, I experienced, uh, it was a seven point something. Was so the Northridge? No, Northridge okay. was 94, but I work at that mall that collapsed. Oh, you know, that's wow. the mall I work at. Okay. And um, at the same mall, I was working when I was just a regular guard. And uh, 2.33 in the morning on uh, October 1999, there was a seven point something out in Joshua Tree. So it was far okay. enough away. Right. But it was shaking. I was driving, and this sounds like a joke. I was driving the security vehicle listening to the Who's Won't Get Fooled Again. And I'm like, I'm like the kid in Gross Point Blank who's listening to the heavy metal while right. John Cusack's shooting it out with yeah, the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm rocking along, and I come to a stop, and when I stop, the vehicle's kind of moving, and I look, and, and the parking, the, you know, there's those eight-foot eight foot two, you know, truck stops that right. hang from, you yeah. know, bars that hang, uh-huh. and it's swinging horizontal, or just... And I'm like, something's not right. And and a four-level parking structure is shaking. I'm leaving. I jut out through this road. And like you said, all the transformers across the San Fernando Valley were exploding. That's one of the most eerie, unnerving things, mm-hmm. tornado or earthquake, yeah. when you're just watching society blow up in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> just boof, Ab- boof, absolutely. Boof. So that's that. Um well, if you've survived an E5 tornado or F5, is it F5? F- F5. I, keep, I keep saying E5 like yeah. I'm like an ensign in the Navy or something. An F5 tornado, then you can certainly survive Hollywood. And uh, that is our lesson for the day. Fascinating lessons learned from Paul Durso. How to survive a F5 tornado, <laughs> what you do when the wind stops, and also some great, brave career and life choices. And I'm, I'm happy that you shared some insight on that because I know our listeners enjoy hearing that kind of thing. And you dropped a couple F-bombs from my mom. I did. You can send her in a written apology. I give the address Thank after you. the show. Thank you. So for Paul Durso, who we are definitely going to bring back and feed him more whiskey at some <laughs> point, uh, this has been the Knapsack Files. Don't forget to find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, uh, the Knapsack Files. Like us there on subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. That's how it works, folks. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can also find us on Stitcher. And don't forget, Encore presentations of the Knapsack Files are presented on the Toad Hop Network every Thursday at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time after the Schmoes No Podcast. Follow us at at Schmozno for that exciting show. A lot of cool things happening in that world. Follow me on Twitter at KOZPAN. You on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Where are you at? Uh, I am at arduouspal.com. Okay. Or just at arduouspal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, I, I know I follow you. I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. I, I've got to make sure then. Because um, you're not – are you Twitter active? 
Not really. You're like Matt Key. Yeah. So you two are more similar than you care to admit. No, never. All right. I'm no. Ken Absog. That has been Paul Durso. That has been a tornado. And this has been Whiskey. <laughs> uh, we'll see you again on the Napsuck Files. Thank you.